The second giant or inhabitant of the land of Canaan or the promised land were the Girgashites. 16.22 in the Hebrew and the Strong's Concordance. Now the Girgashites were a tribe of Canaan. So I'm going to be explaining the meaning of the word Canaanite uh, shortly. So the word Girgashite means the dwellers of the clay, the dwellers of the marsh, compromise or living in the grey areas. So what is it saying? Clay is dirty and filthy. A marsh or a swamp is filthy, dirty and smelly. Right, This is talking about those who live and walk in sin and spiritual filth. Those who compromise the word of God. Those who compromise their relationship with God. These are things that are going to stop us from stepping over into our promised land. These things, everything I'm telling you in this teaching tonight has to be dealt with first by God's grace and with his assistance before we can go any further, before we can go higher. Because these are the very things that are stopping us from going forward. This is referring to lukewarmness. Those who are lukewarm. Now I'm going to give you a shocking scripture right now. It's shocking to many people. Revelation chapter 3 verse 15. Now this is Jesus speaking. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And let me shock you. If, that, if you thought that was shocking, let me shock you a bit further. Who is he talking to? He's talking to believers. He's talking to Christians. He is talking to the church. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's not talking to the godless. He's talking to the church. Let me confirm that for you. In verse 14, it says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write. Jesus was speaking to the body of Christ. He was speaking to Christians. Again, what does he say? I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Further confirmation that um, Jesus is speaking to believers. You cannot vomit something out of your body that is not first in your body. So say if I took a piece of steak, I cannot vomit that piece of steak out of my body unless I first eat it. So what is it saying? Jesus was speaking to those who were in him. He was speaking to Christians. What does he say? I will vomit you out of my mouth. Not I will give you a slap on the wrist. What happens when you vomit something out? Your stomach contracts and it comes out with great speed and velocity. That's talking about a judgment on those who are lukewarm. Right, I'm very passionate about this message because I think there is too much lukewarmness in the church. Too much complacency, too much spiritual laziness in the church. And it's time for us to tighten up. Those who are hot are those who are passionate about Jesus Christ and his cause. Those who are on fire for Jesus Christ and his cause and the kingdom of God. Those who are cold are those who are out there in the world, in the strip clubs, 
in the pubs, in the bars, sleeping around, walking and living in sin. Now, it's interesting, Jesus said, I would rather you be hot, you be passionate and on fire for me, or out there in the strip clubs and the bars and the pubs and sleeping around. That's another shocking thing. Why does he say that? Because it's easier to minister to someone who is cold and to convict a person who is cold than someone who is lukewarm. Why? Because someone who is lukewarm has a religious spirit and says, I'm right, no matter what you say, I'm right because I'm with God. I'm right because I'm a leader. I'm right because I'm a prophet. I'm right because I know the word inside out. It's more difficult to minister to someone like that. It's more difficult to convict the person's heart of uh, sin who is like that than someone who is out there in the world in the strip clubs and the bars and the pubs walking and living in sin. It's easy to reach people who are out there because they don't know any better. So then when we come with what is better, their eyes are opened and they realise this is better than the way I'm living. And they receive it immediately. Now, the best place to be is hot, not lukewarm or cold. But cold is better than lukewarm. Those who are lukewarm are those who are holding on to Christ and the kingdom of God with one hand and to sin and the world with the other. See, Jesus confronted this same spirit during his earthly ministry. The scribes and Pharisees and teachers of the law were lukewarm. Why? Because they were the ones who were supposed to be upholding the law of God and teaching others to do the same. Yet they had twisted and perverted the law and the word of God and as a result rejected the Messiah when he came to them. Who were the ones that were being healed and being saved and being delivered? The sinners who came to him, who realized that they were in sin, realized that they were sinful and in need of his forgiveness. See, a lukewarm spirit is a religious spirit that says, I don't need correction. You know, I'm over and above correction. And it's very difficult to minister to a person who is lukewarm. It's easier, by and large, most of the time, to minister to someone who is cold than lukewarm. Amen? Now, there are Christians who have been deceived and convinced by the enemy that as long as they go to church on Sunday and go through the motions, that they will make it to heaven. Now, this is absolutely false. This is a lie. This type of attitude says, and this is how you can tell that this particular spirit is there, this type of attitude or spirit says, I can do what I want, live the way I want, sin a little bit here and a little bit there, confess my sin and God will forgive me. Right, so there's no relationship with God or power in that whatsoever. Now some of the lies associated with this spirit and the spirit of compromise are I don't need to tell anyone about Jesus. My relationship with God is between him and I. I don't need to be in ministry. Let someone else do it. I'll sugarcoat and water down my messages or the word of God to win more people. 
to keep more people in my church and to please more people. I can watch a bit of pornography here, a bit of horror there. It's only a movie. It won't affect me. I can drink a little here, take some dope there. I'm not hurting anyone. Now, that's the deception. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, you're fine and you're going to heaven. But that's a lie from hell. That is a lie from hell. Why is that? Why are we so deceived? It's because we've categorized sins into big sins and little sins. The big sins are the adultery, the fornication, murder, stealing. I don't do any of that, so I must be fine. Right? But the Bible says that sin is lawlessness. Not lawlessness is sin, right? But sin is lawlessness. Disobedience is sin. So any form of disobedience whatsoever is sin. If God spoke to you right now and said, walk up and down the width of this building, and you said, no, I'm not going to do it, you've sinned. You've deliberately, willingly sinned. Right? Adam didn't smoke a joint in the garden. He wasn't having sex with his secretary in the garden. Right? Do you understand my, my point? He disobeyed the word of God. Once he disobeyed the word of God, that was it. He and Eve were separated from God. And all of humanity was separated from God as a result of Eve and Adam's sin or disobedience. All these things that I've just given you here, all these examples are forms of disobedience or sin. It's not just big sins or little sins. To God, sin is sin, whether they are what we call big sins or little sins. There's no such thing as big sins or little sins in God's sight. They're all the same. It's all disobedience and it all leads to the same place. Separation from God and hell. Okay? Now, what I've just said here is all sin, and the enemy uses sin to separate us from God, get us into bondage, and prevent us from crossing over into our promised land. The way to overcome this is to confess and repent of our sin, die to our sinful nature, or ask the Holy Spirit to put our sinful nature or our flesh to death in these areas, and say no to the temptation whenever it comes upon us or arises against us. Right? Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 tells us, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So Paul here is telling us to stand fast, to be ground, rooted and grounded in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and not to go back to the sin or bondage that the Lord has delivered us out of. Right? The Proverbs call a person who goes back to the bondage or sin God has delivered them out of um, a dog that goes back to its vomit, right? a dog that licks up its own vomit. Now, that's absolutely horrible. I do not ever want God to see me as a dog who is going back to his own vomit and licking up his own vomit. Right? That's how God sees a person who is delivered and then goes straight back into their sin and back into the bondage. There were Israelites who were in the wilderness who kept telling God, send us back to Egypt. 
Let us go back to Egypt, back into the bondage we came from. Those Israelites were the same Israelites that died in the wilderness. Are you getting this? Is this too harsh? Is this too much? Well, too bad if it is because there's more. (laughs) There's more and it's good for you. Sometimes it's the things that taste the most horrible that are the most good for you. You with me? Praise God. (laughs) We have a, a part to play here. We have to make a decision not to allow ourselves to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage or the sin that the Lord has delivered us out of. And we have no excuse because he has given us the grace or the power of the Holy Spirit to do so. But it's our decision. If we want to go back into it, we'll go back into it. If we resist it, we won't. And the more we resist the lust, temptations and passions of the flesh, the more it dies and the more it looses its grip on you to the point where it'll be easy for you to say no. But we have to do our part. So they were the Gergeshites. 